after breakfast, once before lunch, it's Austin, Texas, it's Weird Brunch. Classic now, there you go. There I am. Yeah. It's just a little practical joke I played <laughs> where I put all the microphones up as tall as they could go. That feels like an NPR practical <laughs> joke around the station. Isn't mm-hmm. it funny? Yeah. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. It's very funny. How droll. It's, they're like, very oh, funny. Boisiana did the trick Boisiana. <laughs> it's a family name. A family name for girls only. Yeah. Boisiana. Technically, it's for boys who become girls and are also cats. They're cat girls. Okay. Adjacent to horse girls. And they have to own a club. Like a cat club. Is it a cat club? What? Is it a cat club? This is... I don't know where we're going with this. Because yes, and like a cat my, house. Like in a cat my house. version of boys club... Boys like club, boys town? Boisiana. I said... We said it could be a club, but, but I couldn't get in because... It was for boys, but you're saying that Boisiana is a name only for girl cats. Boy cats. Who, boy cats who, who are now have girl to cats. become girls because they who, have narrow urethras yes. and consistent yes. ure- urethrin obstructions. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're not a part of that club. Whitney, do you want to be? Yes. Okay. Well, okay. I think Boisiana's kind of cosplaying your... a disability there, but okay. <laughs> a cat with a urethra <laughs> disability. Yeah. It's pretty offensive, actually. <laughs> what, a, what a weird furry. It is. Yeah. It's very strange. You, so that's. <laughs> Does he walk weird? Wait, hold on. Because of his If furries are pretending to be animals, do they also sometimes pretend to take on the ailments of so does, is there a furry that has fiv? Uh, probably. There, I bet there's, there's that whole like you, <laughs> there, anybody on Tumblr in like early two thousand tens where the whole like rabies identifying people was a thing? What? I mean, no. I was busy. In um, two thousand I've yeah. only heard about this via like internet lore explained in later years but there was a whole you know how basically transphobes would be transphobes like identify as an attack helicopter oh okay and that so from that discourse came people who like identified as a wolf kind of prototypical early on furries and so there were people who identified as individuals with rabies (laughs) (laughs) and they would have they and they wanted to get rabies and i think it started as a joke the way that like flat earth started as a joke and then people started taking it seriously right, right, right. and then it snowballed and then it kind of culminated with one account who had been posting on these like rabies tumblr i don't know if they're called forums or whatever um finally getting <laughs> found <rabies>? a raccoon <laughs> no there's no corroborating if it was true or not but after that where it would appear that somebody actually got rabies because of this <laughs> it kind of died down everyone was like did the internet take itself too seriously maybe we shouldn't try to purposefully get rabies i'm kind I mean, of impressed pr- it's pretty judgmental of you Whitney. i think you know if you're going out it's like trying to watch water boil right like you're never yeah. gonna find an animal with rabies you just have to looking for end up it. with it yeah like yeah. that's dedication i feel like it's probably easier to do an Austin, because we have so many bats, yep. you can go down and find like a, a lot bat. of raccoons too. Yeah, and but possum. I feel like most people and possum and, possum. and, and also everyone possum. name a an possum. animal. <laughs> yeah, mm, 
Possums, though, they don't generally Armadillos. carry they Their body temperature is too low to have it. I thought they couldn't get rabies. Armadillos are There's, riddled. No, they have leprosy. They have leprosy. I was going to say with something. Oh, <laughs> they yeah. got right, it's something leprosy. going on. Um, They're all right? they could rather yeah. have rabies than leprosy. No. You, you rabies have like a 99% death rate. Have oh. you ever seen a human with, with rabies before? It's terrifying. It's the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Like Because they have, they're hydrophobic. So if you bring a, yeah. a water to them, they like panic because they're afraid of the water. Because the rabies, what? the the disease yeah. um, spread or the virus spreads through your saliva. And so it makes your brain not or think water is bad mm. so you salivate more but you also don't ever want to drink water at all because you're afraid of it and so it like it's very it's very much like the closest thing we to have like to be zombies yeah yeah it's wild yeah you don't want rabies i know that you read all those forums <laughs> i know on that Tumblr. that was secretly you yeah like i mean will it make me thinner like could I do like a little lose some rabies? water weight? Yeah, yeah. You definitely just, just lose dehydrated, water weight. Dehydrated, frothing, Until aggressive. Yeah. yeah, the only the only why do I know so much about rabies? Um, like one of the only ways that you could potentially cure rabies is they forcibly put you in a coma and let your body basically boil it off because you get such a high. T- that's like the final this stage is if of rabies. You don't get the shots. Yes, I think so. You have to. So if you, you there's have like a to immediately frame. get the shots. If you start like showing shots symptoms, in your stomach. yeah. If you start showing symptoms, you're already too late. Basically, there's only been like five or six reported cases of somebody being cured of rabies once they start, I guess, showing symptoms. Christine would know. Yeah, aren't new. What did we decide she would be called? I said horse girl expert, yes. but she is a medical, medical expert. expert. Okay. <laughs> Horse girl expert. You can be both. An HGE. Which she did confirm that horse MD. girls are the natural predator to horses. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to have confirmation on it. Yeah. I need really... to know more about rabies. We can you should... look into it. Maybe I should do that as a story next week just because it that Tumblr it's a lot went on. There's also a lot of fun other like Tumblr. I never got into Tumblr. I was too old. I was in college. Yeah. I feel like there's a time like a four or five year period of time, probably when I was just bartending and going to school only that I wasn't as online, online as I am now. And like, I wasn't as good about like new music, new movies. It's when TV. I was party. Like yeah, it was like, really what it I was, was actually <laughs> unfortunately was having a bunch of human interaction yeah. and didn't live online. Like I do now or yeah. did before. Yeah. That was my 2009 mm-hmm. until Actually, probably before that, two thousand. Let's say seven until. I feel like it. I didn't get knocked out of it until I started working at the radio station, and knocked then, out of not being online. Yeah. Well, and I don't even think there was a before because we had what MySpace when you were in er, high school. Yeah. It, it. And that was like supplementaries. Like you would go out and do things and then upload. But p- I feel photos. like for me the difference was in high school. And before the media stuff I was getting was like through TV and radio. Yeah. But when I got to college, like you were kind of streaming stuff. I didn't pay for cable, so I didn't really watch TV. I just watched whatever old DVDs I had. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of stopped. And then Netflix DVD subscriptions, which could Classic. not, you couldn't binge anything. Yeah. You, yeah. So I just, 
there yeah I didn't consume new stuff it was just like what I had or what was given to me same and then it's restarted once I got out of college and started working at the radio station again or for the first time but whatever yeah I guess mine was whenever I had a desk job Mm -hmm. is kind of when I picked that back up so maybe not not as much as I thought. Do you think that we all kind of picked it up because of our our generation entering the workforce would have been like 2012 to 2015 and we all by default were the the age group that had to figure out social media for the business? Like mm-hmm. You have a whole job. I saw a Facebook memory from a couple of days ago from myself that said every time I see a social media manager job on craigslist i know that millennials are finally entering the workforce <laughs> and i was like oh, prophetic as fuck dang yeah look at me now i don't have that as a job but it oh, is but i do yeah but it is so is job. it is it we became online because by default we had to be online probably yeah you gotta learn it yeah you gotta learn it or you're gonna be left in the dust yeah. like i say you do say that i fucking all the time i say it yeah um I had I wrote down three things that I want to talk about. Oh, oh, is this beforehand? What was the Barb and Star thing? Oh, Talking Club. Talking Club. For Talking Club, I'm bringing three very short subjects. Okay. Number one, I have cried multiple times now watching Brendan Fraser at his six minute long standing ovation from Venice Film Festival. For the have whale, you right? seen it? For the whale, not, I have not watched he, it. They gave him. I think it's a six minute. I think that's what it was. Six minute standing TikTok, ovation. So it's like clipped. And Brendan Fraser is like sitting down and he doesn't really realize that it's just for him. And everyone around him is clapping. And, you know, he's next to the director and Sadie, what's her face? Or the girl from the redhead from Stranger Things. Sadie Sink. Sadie, Sadie Sink. And okay. then he, they're like, you need to stand up because this is for you. And he like starts crying. He's like so humbled because mm-hmm. he's just. Brendan Fraser and I watched The Mummy this weekend unrelated because The Mummy is so good and it's Lisa's look dark academia like yeah it's it's the most unintentionally sexy movie that's ever existed seeing that at the age I did is very formative yeah I remember seeing it in the theaters I remember seeing it in the theater George of the Jungle even I mean and Sino Man Man. yeah he's too cute okay so that's number one we all agree number two I finally went and got a haircut after not having my haircut for like it's been since before the pandemic because it was like right before Before I got married and then we went into the pandemic and then I went like fucking over the top with this lightning spray from John Frieda damaged part of my hair on the top like not it's just I've been dreading going to get my hair cut and have put it off because like I wanted that to grow out so I could get some of it off without it being super noticeable and now I feel like I got fucking botched and I need y'all to look at my okay head. okay so like it's chunky here's the thing about long hair yeah it all looks the same to I me I know it look like I don't think no, I People get it. People would notice, but like... Where'd you go? I just went to birds, which mm. is what I do when I just want to trim. And I have a thing about not wanting it's, to yeah. know my hairdresser. When was the last I've time you showered? Experience. It's been like two days. It's, but I, I straightened it so you could see. It's... Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, like but did you ask for layers? It. 
Did you ask for layers? You asked for a trim. I told her I wanted it cleaned up. I told her I have damage like right here, like halfway down my head. If there was a way to like blend it, that would be great. If there's not, no big deal. The way she was cutting it, and I've never seen this before, and that's what also made me nervous. Like she did, you know, the usual like tilt your head down, yeah, line it up, yeah. And then she started pulling it like she was shorter, and she was pulling it up like this, like. Pulling the my t- hair up. all the way up and then cutting it up here. I've absolutely seen people do that. And yeah. Because your hair like is different lengths. No, 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 no. Yes. Because your hair is different lengths at every point going down your scalp. So pulling it up is but going and out doing is going these to eat. Damaged it. parts. It was only the bottom. And I feel like it's not I, I, blended. Yeah, it's not. Do you see it? Yeah, it's it's like, definitely in I mean it's very blunt for the interest of the podcast you absolutely have to put a picture of your hair I will. Up. I'm just people have to go to our Instagram now I think chunky. I don't know I like, think it looks chunky I'm not gonna delay did you ask in? for yeah. layers though I said she was like do you want layers and I was like whatever looks best Dude, which which birds was it the one on burn it what was the girl's name I don't know her name well, we could have called her out and told her to no. call. I would have put yeah. my cell phone I number just, and we could have talked about it. Right. I might be able to fix some of that. I feel like it's something I could fix on my own. Just and take a pair was, of scissors and go up. Yeah. It was It'll the blend. shortest haircut I've ever gotten. Like time-wise? Yeah. Like, yeah. And to be fair, because my hair is damaged and it, it, it gets fucked up in water because of the damage. So I just feel like I it looks like you it. still have like split ends and shit. Yeah. But it also just could be because your hair is dirty right now. It's but oh it's not that God. dirty. Like But it, why does it look like dry? Like why does it look <laughs> like straw? It's probably because I straightened yeah, it because I wanted like, y'all, y'all to it be able to weirdly oh discolored. My oh my God. <laughs> I wanted y'all to be able to see it because I was I go take a shower I saw, blow, okay. it, blow it out that's right it won't come mm-hmm. back i well truly i do think part of it is because it is not it's not styled in any real way right no and usually i would give a little like i'm not being shady it's just gi- true i would give a little you know like curl to yeah, the but, end but still but it shouldn't it look shouldn't, like this i've never it was straight yeah. like how you have it. i've never had my hair chonked like that before mm-hmm. and it feels chonky how old did this person look she was old she was definitely in her 40s oh and so it's because the real estate market's going down so she had to get a new job she she was nice but it was like almost too casual like she had a formal haircut she wasn't wearing a suit it was i don't know (laughs) like there was i don't know i had weird I'm, vibes i'm very much straddled blaming the you. victim in this but i feel like it's your fault she straddled me to yeah. cut my hair <laughs> just yeah. don't move real quick you know just throws her legs i'd be fine with it but no it seemed kind of weird it was i swear to god my haircut was maybe like 20 minutes which is never ha- like it's usually uh, at least was your hair clean when you came yeah. in yeah okay I did because I was like, okay, I know I don't want someone to have to wash it and me comb it out because it takes a while because of she the She hair dry? So, yeah. I think so I, it well, it is, yeah. but I came in because my hair is kind of wavy and I was like, I'm going to straighten it so that it's all straight. That's, that, but then she's not cutting the texture that your hair actually is. She's cutting it straight. But like that's how I expect it. Go back to be. somewhere else and say, "Hey, you don't have to go to the same I'm place because that'd probably be wicked gonna go awkward." Somewhere else. Why don't you get like not to diss like birds or anything like that, but like why don't you get like a salon? 
Well, it's because I was only getting like a fucking trim. trim. Yeah. Like well, now you have an excuse to do a whole new you. Yeah. Shave your head. Start over. Anyways. What's the third cat the thing? Third thing? Thing. Yeah. Is I was served a tick or served I saw a What'd TikTok. You do? I was served. served. What we talk about? <laughs> I got it. I saw a TikTok featuring Nickelback's new song. And it actually sounds pretty fucking good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is this Nickelback? I feel like Nickelback has been getting a small so, redemption arc for the last like year or I'm so. Play. Yeah. I think he, for sure. There was like a cut um, interview that they did where they were, had a good attitude about the look at this graph yeah, meme. I, yes. Yeah. They did Chad all Kruger they his hair into something acceptable. all of their stuff. Okay. So here. Again, this is a, when he's going to have to. Okay, that sounds like 90s Metallica. Yeah, yeah um, which that. I'm into yeah. it, right? I was also just the video of the guy just like kicking around, yeah. right? <laughs> this is how I Clean feel. Dancing, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh shit. I kind of like I'm it. okay. I think Creed is also getting this same kind oh, of... Yeah. yeah, I really... I Scott think I'm seeing Scott, it on he's TikTok. Had major problems with yeah, like drugs drinking and stuff. And well, that's All normal. All Chad Kroger had was you know ramen hair that was too long yeah that was Did one of any, the things well, that they reacted yeah, to it and it was very funny ramen hair memes he also was married to avril lavigne yes are they yeah. still married no, no. she's married to, to the guy from so far the country no guy. she was also married to him yeah but, but he 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 was he got bad he got Did real he? bad i believe you he was like sick 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 addicted yeah no, she's married to what's his name? The country guy on the one voice also, thing or whatever. Have y'all noticed? No, no, no. no. That's, that's Gwen Stefani. Stefani. Gwen Stefani's married to Blake Shelton. But I thought No. I've also Avril noticed was also married to a country man. Okay, Whitney, or both of y'all. When we were you were she's in not married currently. Middle oh. school and high school and Avril Levine started getting popular. High everyone school. everyone knew she was a poser, right? Like that yes, was the but whole now thing. She defines the punk <laughs> genre, the pump, pop punk genre. So whenever, yeah, whenever I see Gen Z, like they're rewriting history, I'm like, no, literally everyone thought Avril Lavigne was a poser. That was yes. We didn't have the term for it, I think, but like industry plant was the whole. I never had a strong opinion. Yeah, we were all using the term industry plant when we were in middle school. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember having a strong opinion. I just remember being like, this song's fun. This music video looks corny when they're in the mall. I just like that. that like the ring. I'm sorry. I love that, that album. It's a difficult oh. I will say that it is a, good that was a pop banger. music. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. But her whole thing was like, I'm a punk rock chick. There's that video of her being like, I'm a rock chick. Yeah. And like, I just throw things around. But and it's I mean, like, do you, girl? Like, How would you describe yourself? If you were, how old was she? She was probably, she was like, probably 16. like 16 or 17. So yeah. like, she was like 13 like, or 14 when she They're like, you're started the Canadian yeah. punk rock princess. She's like, how yeah, do you act? She's like, man, everything's just like stupid. And like, okay. I mean, and yes, I agree. It was always in the cards that she was a poser. However, her album was I, really I, fucking it's good. It's good. And I remember stretching to it in Bells. Like, yeah. It was that, like, 
soft kind of stuff because this was easy before to follow skater boy wasn't that first album was it Uh uh-huh because it, it would have been complicated. S K A T skater. Yes, boy. Boy. as in Boisiana. <laughs> <Boise. laughs> we started the podcast with Boisiana with Boise no context, Anna. and I'm very not willing to give any context now. Okay, it was it on out. Let Go. Yeah. Dang. And then she did the whole cultural appropriation thing in the early 2000s, oh. the way that Gwen Stefani did with yes, basically did. using Japanese girls yes. as props yeah. was that the girlfriend song how did that yeah. go hey, like hey, you, you, i don't like a girlfriend which is a sample right. of a song no from the 90s well most things are samples but it's fine think you need a new one i always think of mindy kaylee she also had that like meow meow kitty song that came out probably mm-hmm. like, oh you no, need to look it up it's real stupid one. um that's very it's so gwen stefani was doing that whole harajuku, harajuku. girl thing yeah. for the lamb album and everyone is, isn't that fun isn't that fun she's <laughs> literally using four women who are contractually ab- obligated to follow her around and not speak english to anybody right. for several years she then so avril lavigne started doing that like mm-hmm. three years later <laughs> like, she's always doing stuff three years I later know. it's fine but also like whenever she hit the scene that's when they were like assigning people things right like they were like Okay, Christina Aguilera, you're going to be the hoey version yeah. of, Brittany. of Brittany. Yeah. But now, Brittany, you need to be the hoey version. And then they were like, you can be the skater girl because your yeah. body is just not a, a, a skateboard. Stick. Yes. It's yes. a surfboard yes. body. Yeah. So you're the skater girl. But I agree. And it's like Jessica Simpson was mm-hmm. the dumb one. And the Christian one. And yeah. the Christian one. But her knockers were so big yeah, she that Christ could not contain her. That's true. <laughs> And then she married Nick Lachey. And then she was dumb Which on was TV. A great movie. Yeah. And movie. Then, move. Move. Whatever. And then Ashley Simpson, they were like, uh, we could use another Avril we, we need a filler. Yes. <laughs> filler another girl. iconic Kelly album Osborne. was created because I was obsessed with that one too. Well, oh, and then yeah. you got and then you got American Idol and you get people like um Kelly Clarkson, who yes. she was a fantastic singer, but they didn't know where to put her. No, Justin and they, Kelly, I mean and now she's a radio Also, what is the 20th host. anniversary of her winning American Idol was like yesterday. Have you heard her version of Billie Eilish's um, Happier Than Ever or whatever that song is? Mm, no, I don't know. I'm sure it's incredible yeah. because she's It's like, so and she's good. just gotten like a divorce kind of recently yes, and stuff. And so she's like, you can tell that she that song came out and she was like, this song is for me. And yeah. like. I, it's so I good i fully yeah, love support everything kelly clarkson does but they did they tried to do for the was it walk away no what was the her like breakaway no but her like punk rock song because oh. since you've been she gone did the yeah was it since you've been gone i remember her vividly with a tie on also yeah and a tank top too many yeah. tie tank top low rise in their hair yeah. definite at least highlight have you heard that indie sleaze is coming back the style oh. of any speaking of 2013 yes. tumblr yes, yes, yes i'm that's the most exciting thing i can't for me. i i know ne- i never i think that there was a lot more money invested into that f- type of style that i was never able to do it it's all american apparel i can't right. afford american apparel when i was 20 american a, tw- apparel a 30 dollar cool t-shirt when, we when i was it was because oh, yeah. i'm two years that's yeah. true it was cool it came when we back were... i remember when it started coming back 
When did it come back? When did it back? come back? I only remember it just being popular. Like American when I was in and getting shut down. Yeah. No, it was like, because lo- for a long, the longest time, you know, it was like Abercrombie, American Eagle, all that shit, right? And Preppy. then, yeah, in early 20s, when, whatever year was that, 2010s, it was like American Apparel is back. And I just remember the old American Apparel commercials because it was like color blocking the old, old one from the 80s. I don't think we're talking about the same thing. We are. You're talking about the United Colors of Bennington? No, I know what Bennington is. Mm. I was also (laughs) watching a TikTok and it was a millennial person basically complaining that Gen Z people don't really understand or know that much about millennial, like early 2000s culture. They only get it through like movies. And I was thinking about it and... I think one of the reasons I know so much about like the eighties is because we had, I love the eighties. Yeah. Like there's no practical reason why I should know what like a member's only jacket is. And I only know it. And so they, they had, I love the two thousands, but but that was still made for us at the same time. I remember that came out. I was like, why are we doing this? It's like 2012. It was so fun. I was fucking obsessed with, I love the eighties. I loved, I love the eighties and I love the nineties. Cause it was funny. Cause it was all comedian. That's how I knew, uh, Hal Sparks and Michael Ian Black mm-hmm. and Christian Finnegan. Yep. They're all fucking hilarious. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Gen Z doesn't have that where they just have basically a clip show of mm-hmm. every cultural touch point of yeah, the early two thousands. There's a lot of that in TikTok though. Yeah. Whitney's done a few. Yes, yeah. but that stuff is getting in front of millennial eyes, I think yeah, more because than of the algorithm. Children eyes. Yeah, well, Gen Z is like up to 27. Yep. I don't know. 1996 is the cutoff, something like that. But regardless, I think that they don't understand that stuff because they didn't have... <laughs> I love the 80s. I love it. I would totally rewatch I Love All. I think you all can. The I love and pop-up video. Pop-up video. Oh, pop-up video is awesome. That's just educational. Sorry we like to be educated. That's a primary source. That yep. was Sorry. like the first thing I would put on in any hotel room Yeah, with my family. When I got home like, from school, it was on. Oh, y'all had fancy cable. By that That's time nice. in high school, we did. We'll introduce the show, Wit. Hi, I'm Winnie Lamont, and you're listening to Weird Brunch. I don't like the way that you just did that. I'm Lisa Friedrich. This is Weird Brunch. Mm-hmm. Y'all sound very NPR. Yep. It's, it's your turn now. Introduce the show. I'm too Say nervous now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to do it right. <laughs> That sounded good, actually. Thank you. That was really good. Okay. Well, who wants <laughs> to go good. first? We'll go with good that. Good enough. Haley didn't want to go full out, so I got, um, I got she marked nervous. it, and Lisa and I get to pay the price for that because we went full out. <laughs> Truly, the listeners have out. to pay the price for that. Always. Yeah. Haley Always. never goes full out right. because she's lazy. Damn. And she has devil horns. <laughs> I do have devil horns. <laughs> Isn't that fun? It's just. Did you just try it yourself or did you watch a video? No, I was just thinking about what I want to do with my hair because I haven't showered today. Uh-huh. And then I think I saw a TikTok where somebody had like little, like in like the... Did you use a wire? No. It's I just, just my hair's real hair. dirty <laughs> and I don't have that much hair. And so I don't have to pile to it together. Yeah. The little double horns. Pretty much. It's a benefit of having thin, fine, fried hair is you can just kind of like contort it as needed. That's nice. Yeah. That's, That's nice, nice for you. Yeah. I'll go first. Okay, you okay. go first. All right. 
requirements. So I've just summoned Satan real quick. (gasps) That works for my story too. No, mine doesn't have anything to do with Satan. Oh, okay. I just dress like this. Does yours have anything to do with Satan? Just a little. Oh, I wish I would have done something satanic. Dang it. Okay, in 1886, Peter Freuschen uh, was born in Denmark. He was the son of a businessman and experienced a solidly middle-class life until he was about 18 years old. And then at his father's like request... Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. Solidly middle-class. We did not go on to lead the life that Peter Freuschen did, so unfortunately. Well, your lives are just starting. Can we all be real? No, I'm hoping that I'm at least three quarters done with mine. I think we are. Good. So Peter Freuschen enrolled at the University of Copenhagen Copenhagen, and began studying medicine because that's what his father told him to do. And Peter realized pretty quickly that academic life was not from, for him because he found it incredibly boring um, and he craved a life of adventure and excitement and danger. So Peter dropped out and decided to become an explorer. Fun. What a unique boy. What year was this? 1886. Okay. You Perfect. could still do that. There are still things to explore yes. that were terrestrial, right? Fun. When he was 20, so in 1906, he made his first expedition to Greenland. He and his friend Nude Rasmussen. No. His name was Nude. K-N-U-D. Nude. Nude. Yeah. Rasmussen was a slightly older explorer who had already done a couple expeditions to Greenland. And he was of mixed Danish and Inuit descent. Um, And they sailed from Denmark as far north as they possibly could before leaving their ship and continuing on dog sleds for over 600 miles. 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 (laughs) I know. During his first expedition, he also learned meteor... This is uh, Peter. He learned meteorology and cartography, and they also met and traded with the Inuit people, all while learning the local languages and accompanying the natives on hunting expeditions. See, fun learning. Yeah, like on hands-on, let's introduce yeah. ourselves in this culture. I would learn that. Yeah, hell yeah. I would learn all of those Kind of learning by force, because he had to learn meteorology. He had to learn mm-hmm. photography yeah. when he was out there, right? Well, and you can actually learn it without it. You're not reading a book. No, sitting in school. Somebody, some, some moldy old man just talks at you about Ew. stuff. Absolutely like, give me the not. pop-up video version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the 1886 version of pop-up video. Why are you doing that? Just a little. There you go. Thank you. Okay. So the Inuit people are known hunters of walruses, whales, seals, and even polar bears. And Freuschen fit right into that lifestyle. Um, He was very good at polar bear hunting as he was a six foot seven tall man. Gave him an advantage. Yeah. Uh Polar daddy. Polar Polar daddy. Um, In fact, he was so good at it that he killed a polar bear and made a coat out of it. And continue to wear that polar bear coat for many, many years after. I if you see too. pictures of him, he's absolutely wearing Just it. Doubles down polar. I daddy. don't feel great about it as somebody who is a vegetarian, an ethical vegetarian. But, but I mean, like back I get then, it. he's he's in he's in the Arctic well, circle, and they probably ate all of the meat. Yeah. You know. Yep. So then, what are you going to do? And what other furs is he going to wear? He's six foot seven. Yeah. Like normal bears just aren't going to be choice. tall enough. Uh-uh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-uh. So Freudian and nude would return um, a number of times over the years to Greenland and even established a trading post called Thule, T-H-U-L-E, which was named after the mythical northern location at the end of the world. That's what Thule means. Yeah. Valhalla. Yeah, kind of. Or like your last step into Valhalla. It's the oh. end of the world. Yeah. So they commanded seven expeditions over the course of the next 10 or 15 years to learn more about the geography of Greenland and the Inuit people. And they would return to Denmark to give lectures of their findings during their Arctic exploration. And these expeditions were came to be known as the Thule Expeditions. Thule was founded next to the Inuit settlement of Umanek, 
sorry, there's going to be a good amount of Inuit that I am attempting. Sorry. So Umantek had already been contacted by Christian colonizers from Denmark, just from proximity, basically. And Peter disliked the missionaries that were there, most because they never practiced what they preached. And they would constantly chase like Inuit women. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, oh, you know, preach really? like chastity and all that kind of shit. Well, and the Christian missionaries didn't like Peter because Peter started living with and was romantically involved with an Inuit woman before before they were married and she also refused to commit uh to convert to christianity good for her and said to yeah. hold on to her you know native traditions and religion and in 1911 he married that inuit woman her name was uh and they had two children together unfortunately in 1921 she died of spanish flu which a lot, a lot of, of people, people did. did. And after her death, he expressed desire to bury her in the churchyard, in the graveyard, because that was pretty much the only like burial ground that mm-hmm. was near them. And the church was like, nah, she was never baptized. Also, we have beef. <laughs> like, absolutely not. And Peter was like, um, fuck you. Try to stop me. So in the middle of the night, he <laughs> climbed into the churchyard, dug by himself into the frozen tundra, and wow. buried his wife in the graveyard. And they couldn't do anything about it. Suck because it. they weren't going to dig her back up. So cool. Yeah, I support that. Oh my goodness. In the following years, Peter became an outspoken critic of the Christian Church's attempt to convert the Inuit people as an attempt to erase their culture. Right after his first wife died, Peter went on one of the Thule expeditions. This would have been the fifth Thule expedition at this time, hoping to kind of like take his mind off the fact that the woman he loved, that he spent ten years with and had two kids with, just fucking died of Spanish flu. And there, it was 1924, and they were on their way back across, like, the Arctic Americas to get back to Greenland. And an incident occurred that kind of changed his relationship with expeditions moving forward. And this is also probably one of Peter's better-known adventuring stories. So he was out alone on the tundra, and a huge blizzard moved in incredibly suddenly and the only thing he could think to do was take cover beneath his dog sled. So he like flipped the dog sled upside down, crawled underneath it, and the snow like completely overtook the dog mm-hmm. sled. And dog sleds aren't small; they're like big. Yeah, like imagine like kind of like a boat almost, kind of over like you. Santa's sleigh. Yeah, sure. So some space, but not that much. So Santa's sleigh. He gets trapped in it, and he's basically entombed in it. And it's so close to him that his breathing is warming up the snow enough to melt, but then but refreeze then into ice. ice. And so he's like trapped underneath. He doesn't have any of his like survival gear with him. He doesn't have any tools or anything. And his face is so close to the top of where the ice is on the sled that his beard is freezing to it because the moisture oh. coming from his face. So if he turns his face either way, he's literally ripping his skin getting a nice wax yes so he's first trying to claw his way out of the ice but it's pretty fucking solid so he's not really making a dent in any of it and it's like damaging his hands because you only have you know can't really claw through something that solid so he had a thought because he didn't have any tools with him and he's frozen and he's been there for probably about 24 hours at this point and he's starting to lose energy because he doesn't have any food or rations or anything and he remembered that on a few occasions, the Inuits would use frozen dog feces to create tools in a pinch. Okay. So, okay. Peter was able to have a bowel movement, take that excrement, shape it into a chisel, let it freeze, 
and then use that frozen poop <laughs> to chisel <laughs> his way, way out. out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know you'd love this, Winnie. <laughs> Hell yeah. That would be my problem, though, because it'd be like, 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 like I'd be like, please be a solid. <laughs> and then I'd just. <laughs> they'd it's find mostly me, like seal meat. They'd find you know. me dead in a pile of diarrhea, like frozen diarrhea. <laughs> That's what would happen. Winnie, to you're me. not a sur- I'm sorry. <laughs> not. I know not. I'm not. My eyesight would have killed me and appendicitis long, 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 long ago. ago. If that was the case. That's oh true. So he, <laughs> he chisels his way out just of the ice. We're trying like, to shake Make little poopy castles. Yeah, poop castles. <laughs> like the sand castles that you do at the beach with your hands. Yes. If you squeeze it too hard, yeah, it, it you fucks lose it up. It. Okay. But you have to shape it. Yeah, you have yeah. to shape okay. it. So he 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 got out of the this entombed thing with, his- with a shit sickle. Yeah. <laughs> and he then crawled his way back to the base and he got, you know, they found him, a nurse take him in there. He's in the hospital and both of his feet were extraordinarily frostbitten. And one of them was gangrenous. Oh, and so the Inuits would do this, which is actually pretty advanced. I say it is it's surprising. Native peoples have advanced medicines in all kinds of ways. Um, anyways, they would use the pelts of lemmings on frostbitten skin to kind of basically what they would do is re-encourage like the graft. collagen. Yeah, like yeah. a skin graft. And so they were doing that, and one foot was doing okay with it, but the other foot, every time she changed the lemmings, it just kind of took more skin and muscle off. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> so after a couple of days of that, the nurse and him were, like, looking at this foot, and they're like, Gotta it's go. mostly just bone and, like, viscera. And she's like, um, well, the doctor's not in town right now, oh, so no. I'm not really sure what to do. And he's like, about these toes specifically. And she, he's like, you know what? Just get me some pliers. And he cuts off his own toes without anesthesia to basically take care of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would think that a lot of the nerves are damaged at that point. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be comfortable, though. Just the process of doing it. it. Yeah. It's not really the pain thing. Because if I say I had to do it to you, say that you were caught in yeah. a snowstorm and I did you, have a good one did have a good one got out it was either me or you taking off your gangrenous toes it would still be very difficult for me to get your yeah. toes off just because it'd be real gross and you got real rippers gross. i like, do like they're curling they're curling they're gonna be curled up <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like you gotta get up yeah. and under them yeah you're gonna so, have and to then you gotta clip crunch it, it out yeah. yeah yeah you gotta yeah spread the, them out it's like the monkey's you're gonna, paw <laughs> You know, <laughs> then when it goes to a new owner, the toes open. <laughs> <He's actually crying. laughs> Don't be sad. You're not going to lose your toes. You got to get dead. I know. You got to get the chisel in there. You got to just just pry them open. Get them up. You know, like how like a spooky door sounds like in a house. Very much so. But it's your toes. Okay. So. The doctor ended up obviously coming back and they had to eventually amputate from the knee below. So he spent the rest of his life on a peg leg. Hot. Hot. Still six foot seven, though. I mean, it wasn't really a peg, was it? It was more like... It's like a hole. Bigger than a peg. I don't know what the next step (laughs) is. I was going to say haunch, but that's not it. Yeah. I don't know. So after the fifth Thule expedition and where he lost his leg, Peter returned to Denmark to do the whole like lecture circuit again. And that's where he met and married a Danish woman named Magdalena Vang Lardison. 
and Perfect. pretty much that same year like he <laughs> loses a leg and he's like i'm getting married mm-hmm. also my wife died three years ago and it's really sad her father was the director of denmark's national bank and he owned the Oud of him which is a magazine that fortune would actually ultimately run so he marries into money and he already has a good amount of money at this point i'm from sure expeditioning. That, that dad was really proud to be so, like I've, i'm the new i mean i'm father-in-law sure he's pretty famous the shit sickle yeah. well so that's the thing is this is still about the time where you don't really marry a, right. like below or above your station his in-laws loved him because of that because they're like this is our cool like, like son-in-law the conversation starter he's a well he's a famous arctic expeditionist at this point yeah um so yeah they they totally dug him they thought he was really he's cool. a conversation piece yeah exactly Th- invite him to all the parties so besides being a survivalist and a lecturer he was also a writer and he wrote about 30 books over his lifetime many of which were memoirs because he had a lot fucking to talk about right and he also wrote some semi-fiction action-adventure novels. And he also contributed articles besides to his own magazine that he helped run the Married and Families originally. He wrote articles in the newspaper Politiken because he was a active progressive social democrat. And he also became the head of a film company specializing in Arctic-related scripts, which I guess were very popular at that time, kind of like how like Spaghetti Westerns yeah. had mm-hmm. their whole time and all that kind of stuff. One of those semi-fiction books was actually optioned by MGM and in 1932 Freuchen returned to Greenland where he was employed as a consultant and a scriptwriter for a movie called Eskimo or it was also called Mala the Magnificent oh. yeah a little problematic yeah yeah but still a big deal and that ended up winning an Oscar so he didn't directly win an Oscar but he was involved on an Oscar project mm-hmm. so you can basically say that he won an Oscar mm-hmm. right and then in 1938 he founded the Adventurers Club in Denmark which is still exists and there's chapters like all over the world they pop up I feel That's like in some, these like, types Steve of stories Zissou shit yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> so he was the one who founded that originally he really yeah adventurer. he was an adventurer there's some show on right now that he talks to other people from i think that club interesting or the explorers club yeah there's a lot of clubs Mm. so that was in 1938 he's back in denmark so what's what's going on in europe in the late 1930s Mm. couldn't tell you couldn't tell you it's probably a pretty chill place yeah totally chill yeah totally no it was this is this is world war ii this was nazi it's nazi time so Nazi, Nazi, it's like Yahtzee. During World War II, Peter was actively involved with the Danish resistance movement against the occupation of Nazi Germany. Despite the fact that he is <laughs> missing a leg, he would help um, like smuggle uh, Jewish people out of Denmark. He was actively conspiring against the Nazi kind of invasion because, so above all else. He hated discrimination, <laughs> like vehemently hated discrimination. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, discrimination. Yeah. Very progressive for his time, for sure, especially in the form of anti-Semitism. And during World War II, he would aggressively confront anyone he heard speaking hatefully about Jewish people by going up to him with his six foot seven size and being mm-hmm. like, what were you saying? You know, I'm Jewish. He was not Jewish, but he would confront people sure. with his bodies. Like, I'm assuming he probably got in a lot of fucking fights about it, too. And it's very hot. <laughs> that he would yeah, do that. it's yeah. v- it's incredibly hot. He has yeah. a built-in weapon in yeah. his leg also. Just, just whip it out. Yeah. Totally. So he became so well-known for doing shit like that and actually actively being, you know, material involved in the resistance movement that he got on Hitler's, like, radar. And Hitler ordered him be arrested and executed. He was on the Hitler list. He was on the Hitler list. That's where it came from, right? 
Hitless? Oh, oh, I was like, did it? <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I was, no. Fuck. No, I think that might have been a term beforehand. So um, um, Peter is actually imprisoned by the Germans and was sentenced to death. And he escaped and fled to Sweden. Of course he Hell did. Yes. I was trying to find how he escaped because I imagine it would just be fucking wild. Poop oh. He just makes his own. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's cold enough in Denmark. The, the, the benefit of the Arctic tundra is that it was cold enough to freeze his shit so much that he could make a... a I guess it depends it. on the time of year, though. I don't know that much about Denmark, honestly. It's pretty cold, but it's also pretty wet. So maybe not. Maybe yeah. Probably not frozen tundra shit sickle wet. Yeah. Ugh. So he escaped to Sweden. About this time, he actually separated from his second wife. They actually had an annulment. They they were together for twenty years. They were married for twenty years, and they got an annulment. I don't know. He's like seventy at this point. No, sixty. So he was born in 80, 1886, and this is nineteen forty. So yeah, he's like sixty some. Pretty old, is that right? Pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still doing all this shit, challenging Nazis and getting divorced. You know. Um, you know, sometimes I don't know much about it, but sometimes shit just doesn't work out. Don't really know why they did annulment over divorce, but it's fine. It doesn't really matter. So in 1945, he married Danish, uh, Danish Jewish designer named Dagmar Gale Cohn, who he met while he was, they were both escaping the Third Reich when they were both fl- oh, fleeing. Wow. Yeah. And Dagmar was a fashion illustrator who worked for Vogue. And they moved to New York City to wait out the rest of the war and then get New married. New York City. New York City. So after the move to New York, Freyshen joined the New York Explorers Club and lived a relatively quiet life. Um, very active there. Like he had the best fucking stories. They still have a painting of him up in like the main lodge and shit out there. And in 1956, he won the $64,000 $64, in the American TV quiz show, the $64,000 question. What? Yep. Which he didn't really need because at this time he was a millionaire easily. And then he died at the age of 71 in 1957. And oh. he, yep, his ashes were spread at the base of the most of the base of where most of his ex- exploration started at the end of the world in Thule. Dang. Yeah. What a cool dude. Yeah. What's his name again? Peter Freuchen. F-R-E-F-R-E-U-C-H-E-N. Polar Daddy. Polar yeah, Daddy. Polar. <laughs> oh, look at him and his first wife. Yeah. Oh, they're cute. They're very cute. He's very look at it, the picture of him and his uh, third wife and how big he looks next to her and his polar. Oh my god! Yeah. So he's often credited he looks... as being the original most interesting man in the world. Oh yeah. wow! He really is, but she's so tiny. She is. She here. came out of his pocket. <laughs> look that's at him and his, that's first wife. Look at how cute that oh. pic is. Right? Aww. Like, he seems like a good dude. I mean, clearly. I mean, for the time, I'm sure. He was yeah, perfect. I mean, nothing is perfect but overall could have been a lot worse yeah he's very much like this is the adventurer that everybody wanted to be yeah yeah he's the quintessential yeah he's the quint (laughs) get it like from jaws yeah he was also kind of an adventurer i can go next and ease us into Okay, Satan, into Satan my stuff. Satan stuff. Cool. Sounds good to me. Which side note, I watched The Devil in is in Ohio. Oh, I started it and I was like, this is I don't know. It's weird cake, is what it is. It's weird it, cake. It gave me like Twilight vibes where Got I'm it. like, I'm into it, mm-hmm. but not fully. And this is cheese balls, but also I'm into it yeah. and interested. Yeah. 
I'm I've loosely paid attention to like two episodes of it because I was like, oh, it's it's Bones. It's the other day. Oh, Chanel. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing is Bones. there's no one in that. Yeah. There's show no one that in you know. There was a recent phone call that was uploaded to Rashad Jamal's YouTube from the Borough County Jail in Georgia. And one of the quotes from this is uh, so this is Rashad Jamal saying, I am a god, and all of my people, the black and Latino people, are gods. We and we were made in the image of our creator. Therefore, I am an extension of her slash them. And I am the creator and destroyer of my own reality. So I take full responsibility for all events I have experienced through this lifetime. For this is what we call shadow work in the spiritual realm. But I have never and will never harm an innocent child. So who is Rashad Jamal? He is a very charismatic man is a new age spiritual leader he's a rapper he has an extensive criminal history Mm. he claims he's a semi-divine being who was sent to earth to enlighten and inform and increase the frequency of the planet and to rid the planet of parasitical invaders oh that doesn't sound good no he is 35 years old same yes we're all 35 yes. here. Yes. <laughs> he has is that up. more threatening than we all float down here? It is. Yeah. We're all We're 35 all, down here. Awful. No. I don't want to be. Wanna. I don't even have a retirement savings yet. Oh, God. This is, I'm going to be anxious for the rest my of the day. Combine my Okay. Oh, God, right? Yeah. I, I just, I just to, didn't do like, it. Sitting somewhere. Yeah. Who knows what's going on there. Anyways. Hopefully good stuff. Yeah. He has... Jamal has many followers on his social platforms. He also has in-person mass meditations across several states. So he has kind of gone on tour. This guy is in prison? He is in prison now. He preaches esoteric spirituality, black empowerment, polygamy, and conspiracies, including anti-vax. He says that NBA players are synthetic robots. The government is modifying the weather and shutting off stargates. Mm, rainbows. Of course. Rainbows are stargates, as we all know. Okay. Yeah. Which lead to alternate dimensions. He leads the University of Cosmic Intelligence, which is a platform where you can find his lectures, sign up for an in-person meditation, you can buy his crystal jewelry, and see his rap videos. Nice. The in-person meditations did hit a speed bump, as we've alluded to here, because he is in jail. Uh, he's been accused of sexually abusing his former partner's child. Yeah. Of course. Oh, there it is. And an additional count of cruelty to children. Now, he's saying this is false and that he, they are trying to label him as a pedo because he has exposed plans within there satanic kingdom he likens himself to martin luther king jr marcus garvey malcolm x left eye okay lisa left eye lopez okay one in the same princess diana Mm -hmm. michael jackson kanye west Mm -hmm. bill cosby Mm -hmm. and kobe bryant Mm -hmm. why all were assassinated or brought down by false charges or put under MK Ultra for trying to expose what? 
the satanic, satanic kingdom. Okay, gotcha. And Surprised he's not friends with Alex Jones. He's well he's blank. Yeah. yeah. I mean really not a fan of Yeah. Like I guess outside of Princess Diana. Yeah, I was gonna say she's the really one. really a no go on the mm-hmm. yeah. on the white front. Review uh after a review of Rashad Jamal's online presence, investigators said that there's no direct connection between his work and violence. So he is you know, this isn't a new thing to be an Afrocentric, relentlessly, sanctimoniously, spiritually conscious black man. As a matter of fact, there's a term for that called hoteps. The concerning trends in a lot of times hoteps are satirized because a, there's a lot of kind of backwards thinking in some cases, especially around sexuality. Yeah. If you're a gay man, GTFO mm-hmm. and the women's place. So keep your mouth shut always it's so patriarchal very much but they're not usually ever inciting violence they're just kind of passing that judgment now people may act on it Mm. in a negative way but there it's not ever been about violence so that said several people with connections who are followers and fans of jamal are currently under investigation for murder is this the new charles manson is my overall this that's my overall question here so yasmine Hyder and crystal pinkins are suspects in a bizarre recent shooting in alabama Hyder posed as a stranded motorist and hailed down a passing car which was a couple and attempted to rob them at gunpoint this is kind of a a fairly common grift which is Fuck awful because mm-hmm. it makes people so scared to help, help people who actually need help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one of the people, one of the couple, Adam, pulled his own gun out and Hyder shot him. He mm. passed. Yeah. Pinkins watched from the woods and then fled to an off grid tent community where investigators found her. That's a. In the woods. Now, it's a fancy, like the homeless encampment. Multiple times they called it an off grid, which makes me think it's the intentional. The people that are like, I want to disappear myself. Okay. I'm not 100%. But, and also, I think it was like the National Forest Association or something. They were like, we're not aware of any off grid community, which means this was either like, or they won't speak to it. This is all happening kind of right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's some things that are not being said because they're not being said. Mm-hmm. So the investigators found her in that off-grid tent community with her five-year-old wielding a shotgun. So her five-year-old had her a shotgun? five-year-old had a shotgun. Are they big enough to hold a shotgun? I mean, I don't understand child sizes. Yeah, that's. I mean, it would, it would be, be heavy about, for a child to hold. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it like could heavy for you as a five year old, or it. heavy for for me. It would as be a heavy for both of okay. us. Gotcha. Yeah, but you could hold it. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Wield it. Yeah, wield it. You cannot wield it. Is what the cops said when yeah. they walked into the camp. <laughs> None of us can. Like <laughs> fucking you nerds. cannot wield it. It's Lord of the Rings. You cannot wield it. It's actually Viggo Mortensen saying something really weird, and then Lord everybody the just let it go. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> it's unclear how the two, Hyder and Pinkins, came to know each other, but they're both linked to Jamal and a woman in Memphis who 
is an ex-realtor or no she is a realtor but she's also like a spiritual empress very close connections with jamal is that like a second certification you get on your real estate license yes mm-hmm. it's like an add-on yeah so you can do like residential commercial mm-hmm. celestial celestial yes. oh my god mm-hmm. i'm glad i know that mm-hmm. okay cool not everyone gets I know, to that point so. an option. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to pay a lot of money and get rid of all your thetans. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a minute. S- this is not the first time a quote unquote normal person did a murder that has been a fan of Jamal. In January, a dad blamed Jamal's TikTok when his son killed his mom. Ooh. January 16. Family home in Eight Mile, Alabama. Damien Washam was. 23 years old, lives at home. He kills his mother with a, quote, ninja-style sword. So, like a fake katana? Mm -hmm. I think so. Does CJ have one similar? Mm -hmm. Probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He also attacked his autistic older brother and bedridden uncle. His dad came home, found his wife dead, brother-in-law with half his face (gasps) cut off. Damien hit ran obviously ran and hid in an abandoned house he fled the scene with the sword and in a 2000 honda accord the sheriff like She's came rapping. out what that rhymed oh i've also fled the scene of many different things in a 2000 honda accord nice yeah, yeah. i mean it's a it's a getaway reliable vehicle. yeah yeah unassuming give it out give it up for honda Thank you. The one club. <laughs> the Honda one club. Wow. So the sheriff's department, they're already there. They they find him leaving this abandoned house and they it turns into a, a chase, high speed chase. They get him with the uh, spikes. Not that high speed, probably in the Honda Accord. Yeah, probably not. But they had to lay down the spikes to get him. So he's in jail. He shows no remorse. He learned of Jamal in a call of duty chat. Fuck. Dude, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. 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 Watching videos uh, from Jamal coincides with sudden changes for Damien. He sold some of his gaming systems, which his dad was like, that was my first. Mm. That should have been the first thing. Yeah. He started smoking weed. He becomes obsessed with the sun and Egyptian gods and, you know, that he also puts metal bars on the front and back doors from the inside. Mm -hmm. He also spent three to five thousand dollars on crystals. And okay, well, who has one? <laughs> I know, I know. Mine isn't for like nefarious yes. reasons, though. But the so if you go to Jamal's site, he those crystals are like the ones you the bracelets you can yeah. go get at We Rock yeah. Nature's Treasures. Of course, shout out for like three dollars. Mm-hmm. He's got them on there for like one fifty. Con, yeah, he's a con man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. The dad is the one talking to all of this, and he said that, you know, talking to Damien didn't really do anything. He was so, like, blinders on. Investigators have the closest guess as to what happened, you know, how Damien came to actually, like, I guess, take this sword to his mother. Was that Damien lost it? 
quote unquote, over arguing with his mom about weed. Police from two other states want to have been reaching out to Damien's dad to talk to them because they've got similar cases. So I'm sure we'll continue to learn more. Jamal is still in jail in Barrow County. He is continuing to record these phone calls and put them out on his YouTube, etc. as kind of lectures or what is he in jail for touching kids yeah oh that's right yeah touching kids um but he does have Mm -hmm. okay a history of previous stuff but yeah right now it's the kid hitting kid touching uh it's unclear if he has a legal representative he's accused two attorneys of misconduct one of them he said stole thirty thousand dollars the other one he said sold him into slavery Okay. Little vague. Little vague on that one. Uh, So this is another part of his call from jail that I opened with here. I was called a cult leader. I'm not a cult leader. I stand for righteousness. He implied grimly that he'd soon be silenced for doing so. He said, peace to the gods and goddesses of planet Kai. Peace to all the high vibration human beings. If y'all never hear from me again or my video visits are taken or they don't allow me to see my wife and kids, then y'all know that everything I said was true. Because right now I should have the right of freedom of speech to speak my mind. But now we rise. I leave as I come. Okay. And he's in jail. And he's in jail. And that's Uh, worrisome. That's just something to keep through his Twitter. Two things: check on the young men in your life. Mm -hmm. There's a yep. We got one going on. Yeah, got a lot going on to turn those 17 to 22 year old men into monsters. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean the two women, like yeah, he kind of has this Ghislaine in this Memphis woman. I think, and it's it's interesting because like the crimes, they're they're crimes, obviously they're murders, but they they aren't consistent. Like if it was all young men murdering their mothers or girlfriends, Mm -hmm. then it would seem that it was inciting violence against women. But then it's these two women. Was was anything like race related in that implied? I because like Charles Manson's whole thing was trying to start like a race race war war, right right yeah which is again why I'm like is this the new but yeah it's not really highlighted because they are still you know all of these are kind of still in accusation territory they've been brought in for everything but there he, isn't they haven't made the exact connections yet so there's a lot of like we had check back in and we seen, reached out they wouldn't give us feedback. Yeah. yeah and so him saying his mission is to rid the earth of parasitical yeah. like that will very quickly become identified as a subsect will continue of people yeah, to be sure. defined yeah. i think yeah 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 check in on your crunchy friends too man yeah like, it's very <laughs> easy real. To slip into certain magical things. And by crunchy things. friends, what do you mean? Not everybody knows Like real crispy. Lingo. Like they are out in the sun too much. No, like, crunchy friends is people who are into new age thinking and esotericism. And yeah, granola. Your friends who bought a kit online on how to be a witch and now they don't talk to you anymore. They don't vaccinate their kids. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please try to remain friends with these people because it is very easy to Anyone isolate yourself. Anyone who's too far left or too far right, really. Yeah, well, there's a whole... I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok, but the crunchy movement is also another right-wing mm-hmm. pipeline Yep, because it's rooted in 
yeah. white supremacy yep. <laughs> pretty quickly. So yeah, checking on your friends who are just getting some real into some special interests, kind of of any kind. They can turn into cults real quickly. Mm-hmm. That's true. That swan woman. Yeah. Oh, Teal Swan. Teal Swan. Her shit keeps coming up on my TikTok and I have to like ignore it. Like I have to, cause I'm like, this is You're shit. like, I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. Also the name Teal Swan, like. Yeah, she's annoying come on you can't have that name and be a normal person mm-hmm. what do you got speaking about speaking of with? abnormal people all right and tiktok really so right now if you are on tiktok it's a little played out now it's made it's made it's made its way to instagram so it's not as fun anymore the corn song no not the corn we song, were though. ahead of i the was corn on the curve. corn song and then now I feel like I'm already tired of the corn song. I'm on the song that the guy's having sex to. Have you yeah, seen that? The guy's okay. having <laughs> Lisa, Lisa will show it to you, but there was this Reddit thread that went viral because this guy was like, I'm not experienced or I was nervous about having sex with my girl, so I made a playlist of songs that I knew I could thrust well to. And there's this one song that was his favorite fucking song. No. And he played it all the time. And finally she was like, I can't do this anymore. Your playlist creeps me out. They were in a relationship for like two years. Your playlist creeps me out. It's like the least turned on I've ever been. And I still like have to have sex with you to this one song and I fucking hate it. It gives me anxiety. They break up. And so he posts about it on Reddit. I don't know if it was on Am I the Asshole or something, whatever subreddit it was, but they found the song or he was like, this is the song that she really hates. And now TikTok is trying to figure out how he would (laughs) thrust exactly to this song do you have it okay (laughs) (laughs) so the argument that people are making is that it's to the beat which is is just a four count or is it to the and of course the guy goes into it and he's like this is the song that would get me off quick it's like it's just it's like so fucking bad and everything on tiktok now is that that in the background and people just being like it's uncomfortable a major discourse and is it in out or is it the way apparently that song was in an episode of um workaholics workaholics and it's like them waking up hung over the day after a part just like it's like a 10 year old song but it's just i want to do one with like cleaning windows with it yeah that's a good cleaning windows song (laughs) and that's it that's That's, all i would use that song the new new fun thing but okay (laughs) so it's why are these cats crying yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's very much (laughs) so it's not that there's an an older trend now where it's the song Teenage Dirtbag. And it's people, now famous people are doing it where it's like, I'm just a teen. It shows you and then you show pictures of yourself from your quote teenage dirtbag days. None of them were teenage dirtbags. No. Like 90% of y'all weren't fucking teenage dirtbags. Yeah. But the song Teenage Dirtbag was inspired 
by a legitimate teenage dirtbag. Yay! Um, oh, who was a bad person. Okay, and boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, and the guy from Weedis said this is what it was based on. He lived in the city that this all happened, and and he brought a gun to school. No, no, that's the guy who drives an IROC. That's oh. the boyfriend. He doesn't know. So this is just the the inspo. Like it's not word for word yeah. shit, right? It's not but biographical. Yeah, this is what did he go teenage, to Iron Maiden? Yeah, I mean he was very into. You mean did he have <coughs> to get to Iron Maiden, baby? Okay, that's enough. We'll um, sing the whole song at the end. Okay. I mean, we know all the words. I think <laughs> of course I we do. absolutely yeah. know all the words. Okay, so my articles are coming from Rolling Stone and all oh, that's interesting. So hey, that's where I got let's talk about from. a kid named Ricky Casso, an all-American boy who uh, was a bit I'm of sorry. a teenage dirtbag. He was born to a local high school history teacher and his wife. It's oh. funny because in the two different articles, they call him a high school history teacher, but he was also a coach of the football team. So it's yeah, like, was really. he the football coach or was he the history teacher? Probably more of the football coach kind of style, right? Yep. So he's... Born in the quiet suburbs of New York's Northport community on Long Island. <gasps> That's where, what's her name's from? The, the, the missing white woman that everybody got excited about. You mean every missing that white woman? That died. No, the van Gabby? Yes. Oh, Gabby Petit. Petio? Petito. Petito? Yes. R.I.P. That's an awful story also. Yeah. Also um, big on TikTok. Same. Also big yeah. on TikTok. Same uh, place. So... He was described as a model child and a young athlete as he's growing up. But he guess what? <laughs> he had fun discovering drugs. Don't you love drugs? Yeah. I, mean, I, was, a, I was an athlete that liked drugs. That liked drugs. That doesn't always turn out bad. No. Yeah. For most people, it doesn't turn out bad. But, you know. Well, and for most We've drugs. got the few. Yeah, most athletes, the only way to feel normal. So Ricky Casso's promising future takes a big old nosedive because he fucking really loves drugs. Even in junior high, he was starting to get in trouble for thieving, mm. drug mm. use. Mm. I think the first time he tripped, um, based on other accounts, I think it was in like seventh grade. And by tripped, oh, I mean acid. Damn. He called, he started referring to himself as the acid king. Was At that middle school? He, he middle probably Middle school to was. high school. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Very localized. He would go to cemeteries and hang out, oh. smoke bags of angel dust, which I you know, like I know what angel dust. I, I'm like, oh, I know that's a drug, but I don't really fucking know what it's, angel it's dust crack, is. It's crack, right? No, it's crack angel enough? dust is PCP. Ooh, yep. it is. If you don't know what PCP is, it is a dissociative hallucinogenic drug people use for their mind altering effects. It causes hallucinations, distorted per perception of sound, and violent behavior. It's no. not Pinball? good for you. People smoke it. You can take it by mouth, snort it, sure. inject it. All of that fun stuff. What people. time frame are we talking about right now? So this is, I believe, hold on, let me double check. 1984. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, Perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. We are in the 80s. He, Ricky I is love the now. 80s. <laughs> yep. 
Ricky is now he I think he's 17, 16, Wearing a members 17, only jacket. Right? No, he's definitely color t-shirt. Definitely not a members only preppy kid he's, in any way. He is the wearing, opposite. He's wearing, hear me out. Mm-hmm. A uh, military shacket from mm. Vietnam from a thrift store. What oh. t-shirt is he wearing? Oh, it's going to just be a black one that's ripped up. I'm going to say Iron Maiden. Oh. I'm going to say something, quote, satanic. I'm thinking you a Damien Eccles, but actually a piece You're of like shit. You're like an ACDC shirt. Yeah. All right. So Ozzy he goes to cemeteries mm-hmm. to hang out, smokes a bunch of angel dust, PCP, to try to get in touch with... The devil. Okay. He's wearing a wife beater. That was a trick mm. question. No, he's wearing an ACDC shirt. He drove to the Amityville Horror House to celebrate Walpurgis Noct. Cool. Of course. Fun. Um, which, for those who don't know, is basically German Halloween. Half of this sounds fucking awesome. He's a <laughs> half. He's it. arrested for digging into colonial colonial era grave sites to try to steal bones Mm -hmm. he's addicted to all the drugs he loves them all his parents are worried about him obviously they try to get him institutionalized at the long island jewish hospital hospital they had sent him to rehab a couple times and every time he's like yeah i promise i'm totally gonna be good when i get out and he's not when they do try to get him forcefully institutionalized, the psychiatrists are like, he's not there he's yet. Not crazy. No, he's not there yet. He's on drugs, yeah. but he's not crazy, crazy. You know, like, how far do you got to go to when you do get crazy? Did he ever summon the devil? Did he ever actually get? No. I mean, he might have. Okay. That's not really part of it. So. He has this group of kind of dropout friends, right? We have Gary Lawyer, L-A-U-W-E-R-S, Lawers, if you will. They called him, let me get up to their nicknames. Scary Gary. Because they're pretty good. Everybody, it's funny how everybody then had like nicknames. So Gary was called Fuzzy Legs. He was described as a high-spirited and mercurial funny in a dopey way kind of guy he was a weirdo he liked to do drugs he was kind of almost a like bag. a lovable dirtbag fuck up a little bit okay. like you know he's, harmless he's like they're the drug addict kids but they still go to you know they'll show up you at get, parties you buy you're drugs buying from the drugs yeah. from them yeah. everyone has scary. to hang out with their dealer every once in a while mm-hmm. you know like that's just kind of how it goes the guys i dated gary was basically quote a good kid he got the shit kicked out of him a lot. Yeah. He was described as a wimp and then he started fighting and then he, I guess, going through all these beatings and stuff kind of falls into the drug dropped out crowd and he liked to do drugs. So there you go. So we have Gary Fuzzy Legs. We also have Gary. Ricky the Acid King who we already know yeah. his history. Yep. We also have a kid named Drac as in Dracula. Cool. Short for Dracula. His real name was Jimmy Troiano T R O I A N O. Jimmy Troiano. Troiano. Yeah. Adopted out of an orphanage at age 4. He was a failure at school to Damn. a degree you wouldn't believe said a friend. Wow. He's arrested Constantly for minor thieving, burglary. He deals drugs with Ricky the Acid King. 
and is also part of this group. And there was a fourth kid named Giuseppe. Giuseppe. I don't think he had a nickname. We get oh, he didn't, get, he didn't do anything cool enough to get one. Oh, yeah. Albert Quinones. I don't Al. know if he had a nickname. So just say Big Al. Big Al. Yeah. So Ricky and Gary kind of have a falling out. Gary has this bad drug habit. They all do. They're That's at a fuzzy party. Legs, right? That's fuzzy legs. Kinda. Gary Lawers. Ricky Acid King is passed out drugged out right gary sees this opportunity he's like i'm gonna take 10 packets of angel dust from ricky's wallet or whatever and i'm gonna go to the woods and do drugs do you think his wallet had a chain on it Mm, are we into chain wallets in 84 i feel like a 90s it would have been like if it if there were chain wallets available it would have been like real new Mm -hmm. yeah with or like, was it like a punk thing in the seventies? That's what I'm. I don't. These know. aren't. These don't seem like punk kids to me, though. No, they're metalheads. Yeah. Okay. Small town. So metal these head. are definitely metalhead kids. They love ACDC, Judas Priest, Ozzy, like all that Iron Maiden. So Dio, you know. Uh, so he steals the drugs, and Ricky finds out later, and he's like fucking pissed and he's like i'm gonna get that motherfucker and so him and one of their burnout friends drac i'm pretty sure they go they find gary beat the shit out of gary a couple times and he's like gary's like "Uh, i still have five bags gives him back five bags he's like i'll pay you back for the rest of the drugs and he's like fine so a few days pass and gary is able to pay back ricky for the drugs that he stole and ricky's also kind of pissed because you know they were kind of technically in this friend group it's like you're my friend you shouldn't have stolen my drugs but drugs are drugs so ricky despite being paid back is still apparently kind of pissed betrayal and feeling vindictive against gary and gary had kind of cut himself up like he had stopped going to parties because he was afraid of running into Ricky before he had made good with him and on June 19th 1984 there's this big party school just got let out there everybody's like let's go party let's get fucked up and he tells one of his classmates who he used to call mom which I thought was kind of sweet and sad because Gary used to run away from home a lot Mm. he's like I paid off Ricky. I feel good about it. I'm going to come to the party tonight. I don't want to like, I feel like I'm ready to get my shit together also. She's like, that's great. So the setup you're doing right now is tragic. I'm sorry. I can feel it. Yeah. So Ricky, along with his 18 year old friends, James, AKA Drac and Albert Quinones, (laughs) Big Al. Just full name. Big Al. They all go to the party. They end up luring Gary into the woods to get high. And they do. They're like, let's go out. Let's get high. We'll make a a fire in the woods. And there was this uh, part of the woods that they always used to go to. You know, any kid had that. Where the pornos are. They go to the woods. They're trying to make a fire. It's wet outside. 
It's not really working. Gary takes off his socks and like throws them in there and they're able to kind of like start this fire with his socks. And Ricky is like, Ricky is like, why don't you take off your jacket and throw that in the fire too? And Gary's like, I don't want to take off my jacket and throw it in the fire. And he's like, make it like a sacrifice to the devil. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I'm just here to do drugs and like stare at this fire. And at this point, they're all on like angel dust yeah. and mescaline yeah. which if you don't know what mescaline is exactly because i'm also like i don't for sure know it's also known for its hallucinogenic effects comparable to lsd and all, all uh, different psilocybin type drugs okay what what my coat can moved on its own. On its own, about an inch and a half. Shut as up. You were talking about the <gasps> Shut up. Oh my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Which one? This one. Don't touch it. Oh it's my. Not, it's not wet on the bottom either. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Just keep going. We're protected by Grandma Ozzy. This is all her furniture. So <laughs> maybe it was her. I feel <laughs> happy. Oh my God. <clears throat> Haley, Sorry. I swear to God. I wasn't going to say anything. Both saw yeah. It. Y'all. Also, you can't go silent and just stare at each other so I, without I didn't, me fucking. I, you noticed, like in the same moment that I was looking at Lisa, then it was Lisa mo- noticed. So <sighs> it's fine. Keep going. So Satan, okay. mescaline. <laughs> also, same kind of thing that comes out of peyote cactus. Oh, okay, right. So they're mescalined out. They're probably seeing the things. devil right now. Yeah, yeah. probably Becoming seeing the devil. Invoking really. Where were we? He's telling him to take off his jacket and throw it and take off your clothes, throw it into this fireplace, right? Just do it and donate them to the fire, donate them to Satan. And like Satan's a good So will. there's four guys out there, basically. <laughs> Can I get a text right off? Right. <laughs> a little slip of paper comes yes. out of them. <laughs> four guys out there Ricky, Gary, Drac, and Albert. And they're all super fucked up. Ricky and Gary as they're having this interaction, start to fight. And Albert and Drac are just watching. And then Ricky starts to hit Gary, like hits him down to the ground. And then he pulls out a fucking knife and stabs Gary. He demands that, so Ricky demands that Gary profess his love for Satan. This is some Richard Ramirez shit. And instead, Gary Mm -hmm. cries out, I love you, mom. And then Ricky just like goes into him and like stabs him like crazy. Mom was his classmate. Or maybe even his mom. It could have been that or his actual mom. I don't know. You know, he thought he was about to die. Yeah. Well, he 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 was. was. Yeah. So uh, Ricky ends up stabbing him like, I want to say like 50 times or something like a lot. And, do you know how tiring that is? I mean, he was on PCP. I've never stabbed anybody, so I don't know how tiring Haley, it Haley is. Sure I haven't has. either. But like whenever you hear stories about somebody being stabbed that many times, one, you realize like how much hate and anger is yeah. behind it. And then how much physical effort major that is. But also if you're on drugs. Yeah. Like sometimes, like doing some, sm- it's like a hyper doing one thing, yeah. yeah. Like doing one thing just right. feels good, or like yeah. your guy who did all the meth and oh, and Amino or uh, Am- Sweden Amino? or whatever, yeah. yeah. Email, he was on probably a little bit more drugs than this guy, yeah. yeah. So Ricky stabs him to death. The other two guys who were there, like they're on so much drugs, also, they're like, yeah, 
is this real? Is this what the fuck is happening? And I'm sure they're scared out of their minds also being witnesses to this. So Ricky gets Drac to help drag Gary's body further into the woods. And after finding a spot to leave him, Ricky bends over the body and supposedly began chanting something about Satan. Thinking he saw Gary's head move, he also stabs Mm. him more times in the face, like a lot in the eyes. It's a soft tissue. The other two guys are just... What do you fucking do? Yeah, petrified. Yeah. And they leave the body in the woods. Gary... I said this before, was well known for running away. His parents, you know, like he was a druggy kid. He went away all the time and would crash on friends' couches, sleep in cars, sleep in the woods, whatever. Fuzzy legs. His parents hadn't even bothered to report him missing. But Ricky started boasting to classmates about the murder. Mm. He told classic murder yeah, mistake. So he even took I did it. He even took a few people to go see the body. Jesus oh, wow. In some of the quotes, so this Rolling Stone article was written like the year it happened. So this guy went to the like wake and stuff and interviewed kids who were there. And one of the kids was like, it was really fucked up because we all knew it had happened and you could smell it in the neighborhood. Like you knew this weird smell. These were neighbor woods. Neighbor woods. Yes. They were like, you could smell the body decaying. You'd like get whiffs of it and you knew what it was out in the woods, Mm -hmm. but no one would say anything because kid. That's none of my business. Right. So finally, an anonymous female who overheard all this happening finally tips off the police who go and find his decomposing body in the Azteca woods on July 4th, 1984. So it had been out there for 10 days, I think. Oh, no, more than that. It, It was June. June 16th. Was it? Is that what I said? Yeah. Lawyers face was destroyed beyond recognition it was clear that ricky had stabbed him indiscriminately and his eyes had been chipped away so i imagine that's like your eyes sockets around there police then found ricky and drac passed out hung over in a car the following day and arrest them both and the media gets word of what's happened like a bunch of teenagers who love heavy metal just murdered a kid. Media is so horny for that. Yeah. And so they go to Long Island. They're like, we're fucking ready. They're shocked. Teenagers from the picket fence suburbs committing this brutal crime. They were also even more terrified because of Ricky's murderous satanic cult-like leanings this is right during the middle of satanic yeah this is basically what helped really fueled satanic Mm -hmm. panic so when ricky get gets arrested he's wearing an acdc t-shirt which 
fuel added fuel to the long existing fire that linked heavy metal music with Satan worship. I like this though. During this time, most heavy metal groups were dismissing the stupid hysterical accusations with Ozzy Osbourne of Black Sabbath once jokingly stating, quote, when we came out of a screening of The Exorcist, we all had to stay in one room together. Yeah, we're that's how black magic we are. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just music, man. Chuck Klosterman has a fun article about how Black Sabbath is the original Christian rock band. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. I love. I read that in my late teens. I'm like, this is fucking awesome because it's true. Yeah. So investigators, reporters are all saying that Ricky was a member of a satanic cult. Long Island community was already like everybody's a drug, drug addict and now they're all Satanists. But the problem with it was that no other cult members yeah, ever appeared. Like... It was just Ricky on his own being a fucking fucked up drug ad- addicted kid who was like, I'm gonna be into Satan. But yeah, it was Ricky who basically acted all on his own. They go to trial and the jury acquits Drac because his lawyer was able to argue that the teen was so high the night of the murder that he was incapable of distinguishing reality from the mm-hmm. drugs, which I agree. Even um, if that's not true. Yeah, like, even if he I was can't... scared. Like, yeah. I would be like, this guy's going to murder me yeah. if I don't help. Ricky never even stood trial for the murder, of course, because two days after arrest... He hangs himself with the bedsheet in his cell on July 7th, 1984. It's a bitch move. Yeah. It is. Honestly, I think that's better a lot of the times because then it doesn't have this long, drawn out trial. Think about like West Memphis 3, and even Mm -hmm. though those people were innocent, it's like, it's not good for the families. Nobody actually gets vindication, even if somebody is convicted and put to death or goes to jail, like whatever. It also just gets their name out there yeah. more. Like, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, basically, Albert Quinones, the fourth guy that was there, was the star witness for the prosecution. And, like, the guy in the Rolling Stone article talked to him and stuff, and he was like, it was just a bad trip. Like, it was the worst trip ever. And, like, I didn't even know it was, like, it was real. And then, but he, you know, he was obviously able to identify all the stuff that happened and I felt really bad for that guy because all the kids who were in the like snitches don't or you know we don't snitch group hated him for being like I can't believe you told on Ricky and Drac and then the other kids who were like I can't believe you were there and you didn't do anything to stop this murder from happening so poor Albert was damned if you do damned if you don't but yeah it was just this big fucking deal that really leaned into the satanic panic shit and from all the kids like the article the rolling stone article is crazy because it is it's like some of the kids have names some of them are like prepster girl or a uh, yeah pacenik girl like drugged out like some of them are like they're like fucked up kid yeah Yeah. like uh dust heads a lot of them were called Mm -hmm, dust mm -hmm, heads mm -hmm. but most of them it just sounds like what it ultimately was was a bunch of kids who were doing too many drugs and ricky was the worst of them it kind of reminds me of party monster 
Yeah, that's you what know? I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. Why can't I think of his real name? Uh. Oh, Michael. A- Michael Alig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh. But that's what it sounds like. Too many drugs. Took it way too far one night mm-hmm. and murdered yeah. poor Gary, mm-hmm. and now they're both dead. So who's the guy that would simply kick my ass if he knew the truth? <gasps> Is that the dad? Yeah, my my thing Ricky's is dad. I'm just not sure how this is related to the unrequited love song of Teenage Dirtbag. So okay, let's see what it what did he say? The Weedus lead singer Brendan Brown lifted the lid on the inspiration between the massive teen hit Teenage Dirtbag, which is over 20 years old now. Isn't that fun? Jeez, no, that makes sense. He said it took four years to write and was inspired by a gruesome murder that took place in the woods behind his house in Northport, New York. Wait, when you say four years. He said it took four years to write. (laughs) The murder was used as fuel for the satanic panic of the 80s and caused people to demonize ACDC, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, all the heavy metal fun things. Quote, the narrative of Teenage Dirtbag is entirely fictionalized and only touches on some of the characters I grew up with, but my own upbringing would make for a much darker, less popular song. Whoa. (laughs) Said Brendan. Brendan. And then he said, there was a murder in my town when I was 10 and it turned out to be teenagers who were doing an enormous amount of drugs lots of pcp and acid anything they could get their hands on there was a lot of petty crime and drugs and these kids got involved in some satan thing and they were lured in their friend gary who they stabbed in the woods in the name of the devil or happened to block behind his childhood home in the woods on my block drives drives and i rock although indirect the murder had a big effect on him Quote, that made all the papers, television, obviously I was here, yeah. I was like 10 years old, walking around with a case full of ACDC, Iron Man, and the Metallica, and all the parents and teachers and cops said I was some kind of Satan worshiper. So that's the backdrop for the song. So when I sing, I'm just a teenage dirtbag, I'm effectively saying, yeah, F you, if you don't like it just because I like ACDC doesn't mean I'm a devil worshiper and you're an idiot. That's where it comes from. So it's not like about the murder. It's about the no. fallout from all these other kind of burnout kids being yes. labeled yes. as basically being the same as like a satanic worshiping. Yeah. Murderer. Because you like ACDC. Yeah. So that's it. Well, that's Dang. fun. Mm-hmm. I just, you don't have to do that much to summon the devil. That seems like a lot. Well, if you're on a lot of drugs, I feel like you, you know, you get into it, right? Yeah. You're you just, like, you yes. And yourself. And yeah. <laughs> He apparently, like, carried around a list of, like, high, I don't know if they're called deities or, like, demons in hell or something, and got real into the lore of that. Yeah, because it's fun. But I don't want to fuck with no demons. It's not that bad. I'm going to say that. Well, you said the can moved on its own, so who the hell knows now. Okay. But it seemed like a big enough deal for y'all, so. It's just not expected. (laughs) Yeah. It was just something that was was a little fun little thing. You know, it was natural, but it was a little bit more like supernatural. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very appropriate. It's like I knew. It's like something in the universe. You knew something weird was going to happen on this table today. On this table here today. Yes. Like we don't live here. So it's. Yeah. So I get. I've never felt weird in this house. So now I have to, I guess. No, you're fine. Great. You're fine. Great. I love that. I love that for me. Okay. Well, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Um, Thank you for listening. Rate us wherever you get podcasts and on hot or not.com right on the side of a bathroom wall lisa reinstated weirdbrunch.com so that's back to working it was nice i did good job hey thanks and 
That's Kisses. it. Kisses. Kisses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.